Good evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And this is the Coaches Show featuring Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier. Hello again, everybody. I'm Wally Langfellow as we get set for another season of Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears football and the Coaches Show with head coach Courier and coach. I know last year was a disappointment. Uh, you didn't, nobody wants to, uh, you know, end the season like you guys did. However, um, always another uh, chapter in the book. And I know you've turned the page and moved on to this year. As you look back at last season, what things do you think you could pull from it that are positives that uh, mo- moving into this year? I think the first thing is the fact that when you don't do well at something, it really makes you reflect and analyze and find reasons for maybe why you weren't as successful as you wanted to be. And then also to, um, you know, maybe change plans, um, you know, add things, uh, emphasize, you know, maybe different things. So just a lot of reflection. And I think the motivation also after a, a season like we had is really high amongst the coaches and the players. Um, You know, we just really all probably uh, stepped up our level of commitment. We had everybody here this summer, which is the first time ever, really, we've ever had all the players stay in the summer. We had one player that was missing um, due to a family situation. But I just think uh, we did grow a lot, just like in life when when adversity strikes a lot. Oftentimes we grow the most. And I feel like, you know, in our season of adversity, uh, we've really grown a lot since then in different ways. Uh, we're going to spend the today's show tonight's show, um, previewing this season. And the first thing that strikes me as I, as we, as I look at your schedule and I look at your roster is the home schedule. You have an attractive home schedule with not only some of the best teams in your conference, but maybe some of the best teams in the nation, um, coming into Seafoam stadium this year. Obviously, uh, you know, the opener against Augustana, they're ranked 25th in the nation, but you have perennial powerhouses like Minnesota State, Mankato, UMD coming into Seafoam Stadium this year. And I joked with you uh, before we started the show that if you win your home games this year, not only uh, not only could you, uh, you know, improve on what happened last year, but you might win the darn conference this year. Yes, sir. It's a it's definitely a hefty schedule. The NSIC is really strong. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, a couple of teams uh, faded out, and now everybody in the league is is a real strong challenge. Um, you know, and we play the number one preseason team anyway uh, to start through with Augie. And then, uh, you know, we have a bunch of night games too. I think that's something unique to the schedule. We have two ourselves, but then we play on the road uh, in the evening game at Southwest State in their Egg Bowl, and then we play at Wayne State late, you know, six or seven o'clock um, in Wayne, Nebraska. And then later in the year, we're 6 p.m. against uh, Aberdeen. So I think the environments that we're going to be playing in are also going to be really um, exciting and a lot of, uh, hopefully a lot of fun. And um, But yeah, we really just focus on, you know, what can we do to get better each day? Because it, it can be daunting if you look at the schedule and who you're playing against, but our focus has to remain on and what do we need to do today to keep improving the program? And how do we help the players, you know, get better themselves individually each day 
Um, and then hopefully collectively when we do play, you know, we're seeing better play from, from our team. Let's preview the conference a little bit. You mentioned uh, a couple of the teams that are going to be, uh, you know, front runners this year in Augustana. Um, certainly one of them. Uh, it looks like Bemidji is going to be one of the better teams in the conference this year. Um, give me an idea of, of what kind, what they bring to the table and, and what some of the other teams, what some of the other better teams are going to look like in, in 2022. Yeah, Augustana and Bemidji State both made the playoffs and, in fact, played each other last year in the playoffs. Uh, Bemidji winning the playoff game and losing at home during the season. But I think, you know, Augustana just brings back a lot of players. Their defense line is really strong. They have four starting offensive linemen returning to them or a first team all conference. They have a running back that was over a thousand yards last year, a uh, real strong tight end. And then on, on defense, they return most of their players. Um, they have two starting defensive ends returning, you know, two of the three linebackers. Um, they have the preseason player of the year in Eli Weber, the, the, he's, always, he's an outside linebacker for them. So they just have a lot of, returning people and then just the momentum and the success they've had recently, I think leads to, you know, folks thinking that they're going to continue on that track. Um, and Bemidji, likewise, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, the returning. Um, and they've been, you know, getting better year after year and just a lot of good teams, you know, obviously Mankato state still really strong Sioux Falls um, university, you know, last year, Wayne state knocked off Mankato, Winona and Duluth. So they're, they're also, um, competitive, but then uh, Duluth, you know, they've been a perennial power. So, you know, you just, every week there's, there's going to be a challenge. Uh, I, as I go down your roster and, and you mentioned this briefly, a, a couple of uh, schools that uh, dropped their football program a couple of years ago, uh, but you absorbed several players. And, and as I look at um, your <clears throat> roster this year, you've got many of the kids um, from St. Cloud State are still part of your program at uh, Concordia St. Paul. Um, how has that been a positive effect for you and for the program? I think this year it'll be more advantageous maybe than last year. They've had, a, had more time to get acclimated here, uh, to build the relationships, uh, to learn the systems. So we start two of them in the offensive line, our left tackle, left guard, both St. Cloud transfers. Um, our starting Z receiver, Nathan Gims is back from injury. He's a starter for us. And then Luke Dunsmore on defense um, is also a, um, you know, a transfer from St. Cloud State. And then uh, Dominic Lacombe is an outside linebacker. Uh, but those are the guys, um, I'm sure I may be missing somebody, but those are the, the guys right now that are, you know, in the, in the mix and playing, playing a lot for us. But it just enhanced us um, because we were able to add players that are that were proven that played before in this conference um, and they're all doing well and um, I think Nathan and Luke are seniors and the rest of them have more eligibility as well so um, hopefully they just keep getting better yeah and, and, and it is a loss and we've touched on this in in the past but it is a loss when for certainly for the conference but for college football in general when you know colleges decide <clears throat> universities decide that uh, they don't want football or they can't they, they can't uh, field football anymore. And I still think, and I, I know that you echo this, that that's a big loss for, uh, for Minnesota to not have particularly St. Cloud state with a football program, one of the largest universities in the state. Yeah. It's really disappointing to see any college or university, um, you know, shut down football. It's I think obviously biased 
uh, because I'm a football coach, but I just see the impact football has on all the young men that play the game. There's so many you know, life skills you learn playing the game of football. It's different than many others. I mean, the best players get knocked down. They have to get back up. And one time I remember hearing Walter Payton speak about, I don't know how many miles he ran in totality, but it was a lot. But he talked about, you know, 3.5 yards a pop, you know, you had to get back up. And I just think that adversity that life throws at us is, is practice in this game and just, you know, different people coming together for the common cause um, is so similar to all the organizations that are out there that people work for, you know, knowing how to communicate, knowing how to hold people accountable, you know, knowing how to inspire others, um, you know, being willing to sacrifice yourself for the greater men of the, of the team. There's just so many great things that football teaches you and, you know, for, for a school to eliminate those experiences is just disappointing. Yeah. All right. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, as promised, we're going to talk some offense. We'll go up and down that uh, offensive line and, and then the uh, skill positions as well and uh, see where uh, some of the strengths are in this year's squad. We're talking to Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier here on the Coaches Show. More on the Coaches Show after this timeout. Stay with us. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your To Be Continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. You're listening to The Coach's Show with Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Courier. And The Coach's Show rolls along with Concordia St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Okay, Coach, um, let's start with the offense and that offensive line. You mentioned in our previous segment, uh, you've got a couple of kids from St. Cloud State that start on that line. Uh, Who are your starters across that uh, offensive line this year, and what are are some of their strengths? Absolutely. The the guys that are kind of the – uh, cornerstones of the offense line include Jake Edwards. He's a St. Claude transfer. He's left tackle. Um, I think he's got one of the better skill sets, you know, that we've had here. Just real, very athletic. Um, has played real well that you know last spring. He played some last year or a bunch last year, uh, but is a first year starter. And then our center Sam Marshalk is a um, returning starter. That's one of our top leaders. He'll be one of the captains for this week's game. Um, and then right guard Elliot Wolf. Um, has also been real solid. And then we had some competitions at the other positions. At the left guard spot, we have uh, Sarah Korth, the St. Claude transfer, but he was in heavy competition with uh, C.J. Picasso, Brody Card, uh, Taylor Hensley, another St. Cloud uh, product. And then that right tackle, we have two brothers, Austin and Robbie Carrillo, that were battling with Jack Carver, uh, a Wyzetta product. And Jack Carver won out um, here in the last week. So uh, we're, we're hoping to play a variety of guys in the offense line, but that's that's our group. We feel good about some of the younger players, too, that that maybe aren't quite ready for uh, Saturday action or game action this year, but are going to be good players down the line. And I think we're about 22 offensive linemen, and that's, that's where we want to be. Um, you can never have too many. We have a really nice player in Dunstan, Levine, another guard that had surgery uh, midsummer. And we expect him back, you know, mid-year. Um, so, um, you know, there's Sam's a senior, 
and uh, and then Elliot Wolf is also a senior. Otherwise, the others are underclassmen, and um, just there there is some eligibility on the table for those two guys. But with uh, you know COVID and and redshirting, it just it gets to be a long career if if everybody plays all three eligibility. I'm not sure those two well. Sam's already been accepted into a, a medical program, a grad school, um, so. Um, he's probably on his way there and Elliot has plans too, but we're hopeful that we can, I always talk to him about what the percent is of them coming back. And right now I have a lot more work to do, I guess, to get them back from what I can understand, but, um, <laughs> it's a good group of guys that have been playing well together. All right, let's move to the receiving core, your wide receivers and tight ends, uh, who's back this year and who's going to be new. Yeah, the, the receivers we have Nathan Gims back he was injured last year in the third week during practice um and he he was an explosive player for St. Cloud and um you know watching video of him there when we were about to play him is what really intrigued us about him um he's really athletic he can play a lot of things he's multi-dimensional um he can play inside outside you know can be that reverse guy or jet sweep player and then we have a transfer from UNI that we really are excited about, Drew Enke. He'll be a sophomore, and he's a Clear Lake Iowa product. We, we also uh, were able to get a transfer quarterback from Southern Illinois that's also a Clear Lake product um, as well from Iowa. But uh, Drew is really strong. Jaheim Arnold played a lot for us last year. He's bigger, better, stronger. Uh, we're excited about him. Evan Peterson comes back um, at the slot position. We have uh, Jack Munster Tigers really stepped up. Um, and, and will play a lot this year and be the starting slot receiver. In addition to Joey Farley, who played a lot last year for us. Um, Evan Peterson, Lakeville South or Lakeville North product that is really athletic and, and ended the year strong, uh, comes back. And then Adrian Adams, uh, Coach Adams' uh, son from, he's from Cooper, but Coach is uh, obviously at Minneapolis North. Um, so we have a group of guys that have played really well this, this uh, camp and, Maybe the most improved group from last year to this year is is that what is that wide receiver room, and at tight ends uh, we have a couple of guys that played last year. Jack Dodd is is continuing to grow, um, and we have Jacob Cannon. He is a redshirt freshman, but has had a really good spring and fall camp. And then we also have Riley Heller who played some last year. Brock Thornton, a redshirt freshman from Menominee, Wisconsin, um, and that kind of rounds up the the tight end group. So. Um, and quarterback is Connor Quartz. He's a returning starter. And then we have uh, Bryce Sievers and Jalen DeVries. We haven't necessarily you know, um, tabbed one of them, the, you know, the, the, the backup by title yet, but all three of those guys are getting reps and preparing. And, um, you know, if something were to happen to Connor, we'd have to make some decisions at that point. But we have a couple of young freshmen we're excited about too in the group. So the quarterback position has been – you know, rejuvenated, you know, after last year's injuries. So we're excited about um, getting Connor back healthy and those other two guys making progress. And we're looking forward to you know, being strong. And then running backs, we also picked up a couple of key transfers. We have uh, Jalen Richardson, who is back from injury last year, was our most prolific running back and I guess had the most yards on offense for us last year. And then also we have a transfer from uh, Titino. He's originally from Titino Grace, but was yes. – most recently at Kansas, he graduated from University of Kansas with his undergrad, Gay Floor Flomo. Yes, um, he's a really nice player and going to help yeah. us on special teams. I had a, I had a chance to watch him several times in high school, and he can be an explosive player, no question. 
he's very physical and plays hard. And I call him flow go, you know, cause he <laughs> goes full speed. And then yeah. also we have a, a transfer from Northern Colorado that graduated from there. Uh, Jair Moore, who's very, also a big back athletic. So I'm really excited to see the three run. And then behind them, we have the freshman from Daniel Hornacek from Green Bay, Wisconsin. And then also Ethan Falonico, who was injured last year, transferred from South Dakota a few years ago, is, is also back and healthy. And, you know, and Day-Day Nelson, a St. Paul product, um, you know, is also in that mix. So, you know, those are our backs. And I think last year proved you can never have too many. But I think, I think we have some special talent there, and we're looking forward to trying to run the football. Uh, you, your wide receiver core, and you mentioned Adrian Adams, of course, his dad, Charles, the uh, storied head football coach at Minneapolis North. He comes to you from North Dakota State um, uh, via you know, Robbinsdale Cooper, as you mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, how is that, and you know this as, as well as anybody, how does a coach's kid differ as a player many times? Because you, you've seen it over the years, your own son plays. Um, how, how different are coaches, kids, not necessarily playing for their dad, but when they are playing for somebody else. I just think, uh, I mean, I'm biased again, but, uh, and I'll use coach Adams, but he's, he's just, uh, developed Adrian really well as a person. And a lot of times, you know, those kids that are coaches, kids get, uh, get some things that maybe others don't get such as, you know, they're, their dads are probably always talking to them at home about work ethic and they have high expectations of their sons, not so much as performances is uh, concerned, but more about the preparation, the working, the working out. Um, obviously I think sometimes there's pressure that comes with that and that can be you know, de- uh, detrimental, but I think just in general, you know, kids get the game more cause it's talked about, you know, probably more so than the average family. Uh, but Adrian's a first-class young man, high character, works hard, uh, very respectful as a team player. And, and a lot of things I think we as coaches emphasize to our team, those the sons of the coaches probably hear that as well as they're growing up. So uh, it, I'm sure it's not a, you know, uh, foolproof, um, you know, situation where every single coach's kid is that. But sure. with, with Adrian, he's, he's been great. Um, he did have a little bit of a hamstring situation in the spring and uh, is now, you know, worked through that, but we're excited to have him. He's willing to block and he's, he's caught some contested catches and uh, we're looking forward to seeing that group kind of shape out as we keep rolling throughout the season. All right. That is the uh, Concordia golden bears um, offense. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk defense with head coach Shannon Courier. More after this timeout. Stay with us. Gold Bear fans, did you know that this coaches show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the coaches show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and coaches show. Now back to the coaches show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. And the coaches show continues our final segment of this week's show, previewing the 2022 Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears season with head coach Shannon Courier. Okay, coach. Uh, it's been said many, many times defense wins championships. 
Um, let's start with your defense and uh, see who we've got coming back this year and uh, who some of the new guys are that are going to fill some of those open spots left by the uh, graduating seniors from a year ago. Uh, let's start with the defensive line. Um, and, and it's also been said that you win and lose games up front. Uh, what does this defensive line in 2022 look like? That is for sure. The games are one loss up front and we put the most time and effort into the recruitment of the defense line. Cause those guys are the hardest to, to track down and recruit. Everybody wants them, you know, if they're big enough and, and ready to play from a physical standpoint at our levels, most likely there's opportunities for them at a higher level and the guys that need time, you know, to develop, um, obviously they're not always quite ready for us either because they have to gain weight and get stronger. But we, we did uh, bring in 14 true freshmen that we're really excited about. So I feel like that's a highlight of the defensive line is the youth in it. And we have a couple of those guys that are, you know, in the mix right now. Um, we did have a couple injuries uh, during, you know, one injury during the summer that Brad Walker uh, starting freshman last year is going to be back, you know, probably in the next three to four weeks. We're not sure. Um, he just got back to St. Paul from being at home after uh, a little bit of a surgery. And then um, the, the returning guys that we have is Luke Dunsmore, the St. Cloud product, and Mel Judy. Those two guys started games for us last year that are back. And then uh, Ryan Martin is a, is a guy that played some that's come on strong. We had a couple of transfers to the mix too. Uh, Lucas Becker is a Blaine graduate that was at South Dakota and transferred last spring. He'll be one of our defensive ends along with Ryan Martin. And then we have a young man that was injured last year, Isaac Reed from SMB. Uh, he's one of our interior players. And we had a transfer from Northern State that started seven games for them, Kofi Gabelki. He's a uh, Bloomington Kennedy graduate, uh, and he's in the mix. And then we have a young man, Keyshawn Pettis, at Redshirt last year. He was a Nebraska, grad, Nebraska um, graduate or High school from Creighton Prep, Nebraska graduate. And then uh, Javon Jones, a redshirt freshman, is a very explosive defensive end. And Drake Teal, also a redshirt player, injured last year, um, plays defensive end. So, you know, it's a, a lot of guys that have some really upside. Uh, the only two seniors in the group are Mel Judy and Luke Dunsmore. Um, but we're still growing there. And then there's Devin Jones is a true freshman from Mississippi that's you know, we're trying to save his red shirt, but, you know, depending on how things go, he might be used. And then Markel Keel, uh, defensive end from Indiana, um, is also a freshman that's kind of in that mix. So we can never have too many of those guys, and, and you hit on the head, it starts there. If that group plays well, then, you know, we're going we're gonna to be a good defense. And also it makes it a lot easier for the second and third levels of the defense if our D-line is, um, you know, taking care of business and not getting moved around. Are you a 4-3 base or 3-4? We're a 4-3 base, so we like having four guys down. And, um, you know, we have a couple of change-ups this year, but we're pretty much, you know, really committed to stopping the inside run game, uh, forcing people to bounce out, and uh, hopefully we have some speed on the edge that can chase guys down. All right. Um, that brings us to that linebacking core. Um, who do we have returning this year, and uh, who are some of the new guys that are going to be filling in those spots? Returning players are Caden Bartz. He started like five games last year at outside linebacker. And he's backed up by Jawan Carr, who's a, um, a redshirt sophomore, I think, at this point. 
and uh, he's uh, Jawan's really, I guess, had some uh, vast improvements in recent time here. Uh, Andrew Ignarski is a returning starter at our Mike linebacker position, and Braden Hilgeman, a second-year player for us who played a bunch last year, is also at Mike. Then we had a young man, Richard Wauer, who was out with injury last year, has stepped up really well this uh, summer and spring and now fall. Um, he's a redshirt freshman that's played really well. And then he's backed up by Max Giannini, a Park Cottage Grove product that played some last year for us too. So, you know, that group's a little bit more experienced. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to utilizing a, a lot of different packages where, you know, in this package it might be, a different linebacker it's in there versus a, a second package and I think we're going to have a you know involve a lot of personnel and defense just to match up with what the offense has given us likewise in defense line we might have you know leaner athletic guys in some past situations and sturdier guys for the run so we do have a variety of you know I guess defensive packages that we'll utilize and based on who's playing well and what what the offense is trying to do to us will dictate maybe who are playing more. All right. Um, our final couple of minutes here. Um, give us a quick rundown on the defensive secondary. It's anchored by Rhett Sheehan, a six-year player for us, who's a senior captain leader, um, has really been instrumental in, in the leadership of our program. I uh, really appreciate him coming back for six years. He's in the, the business, man, that's the uh, MBA program here, the graduate program. And uh, he's a safety that just really knows the defense inside and out. And it starts with him. He's all conference last year. Next to him, we have Cyrus McClure, who started last year as a, as a freshman. And Cyrus missed a bunch of the season due to an injury. And he's back healthy and gained weight. Um, in, in the back, we also have Alex Andrade and DeVar's Cheeks. Those are two other safeties that will play, play a lot. In that corner, uh, McKinley Eglin Young is our returning star. He had five starts last year. We also have um, a newcomer, Zantarius. Zantavius Graham from Mississippi. I'm sorry, he's from Georgia. We have a Mississippi Dylan Phillips corner as well. Two freshmen in the mix. And Quentin Ballantyne, Milwaukee, Wisconsin product is another guy that's in the mix there. And Hudson Jean from Florida. Uh, Nate Segura, Chicago. You know, so those are kind of the top corners right now. Um, real quickly, it looks like you got your, uh, your special teams. Your kickers and punters are back this year. Parker Dahlman and Sam Henson. Very excited about those two guys. They're, they're just really strong players. Uh, Sam is is doing really well, as well as Parker. They've had great camps, great summers, and I think we'll have you know two of the best specialists in the league. Um, you know, and then Peyton Inns, uh, a freshman, whose dad is a Hall of Famer here, is our long snapper. So that kind of rounds out the special teams uh, unit as well. All right, Coach, um, we will be talking to you each and every week, and our show will air immediately after each of our high school football broadcasts throughout the year on AM 1440. Good luck, and we will talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. Why, thank you. He is Shannon Courier, the head football coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. I'm Wally Langfellow. Thanks for tuning in. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.